0: Guys, guys, I got an idea. Listen, let's get a polar bear. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome. We are at, uh, on episode 53 here and we want to welcome you to the table. Um, we are at lunchtimeinrome.com is where you can find all of the good things to subscribe and download the podcast and look up show notes and uh, just generally see everything about us. You can see us on Facebook. We do um, As we do this podcast, we, we go on Facebook Live and, and simulcast this. So please feel free to join us. Um, because you get to see our smiling faces when we're when we're live on Facebook, uh, or at least the back of Eric's head. Um, yes. Side. Side of his head. Side of his head. Side of his head. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about how to leave your past behind, how to move on, how to um, kind of come into today and, and, and leave all that stuff behind. Uh, but without further ado, I want to introduce uh, Jay. What's up? And Eric. Hey, buddy. And Jay, would you please give us a brief synopsis
1: about what this show is all about? I will indeed. Uh, this, this podcast is centered upon helping people to not feel alone. And we do that based on a Bible verse, which is Romans 12, 15, which says rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, not for them, but with them. And that is why we call it lunchtime, twelve fifteen in Rome, Romans book mm-hmm. of the Bible. So this podcast is set up to do that. In the first 20 minutes we model that. And we include you in that. So when you guys send in information, you know, we ask people if they wanted to share what happened on Thanksgiving, good or bad. You know, we've been talking about hurts, uh, bad comfort, things like that. We're all sitting at the table in the first 20 minutes. We model what does Romans 12, 15 looks like the next 20 minutes, roughly, we will go ahead and teach or go over a topic of the day that can help you either keep yourself from being alone, uh, or help you to help others not be alone and then the last 10 minutes we have some fun and talk about some crazy stuff in the news and uh and even point out to a degree some great things in the news
0: um when i was introing
1: that i said seat at the table what do we what do we mean by that well it's as if we're all having lunch mm-hmm. and it's lunchtime in rome so we're all just pulled up and we're sitting and we're having a good time right is that what you meant
0: that is what i meant and and i guess in the broader picture we want you to. We want you to join us, and obviously, you can't join us in the room where we're doing this podcast. But you can join us through um, your tweets. You can join us through your comments. You can join us through your emails. We want to hear about what's happening in your life. You know, whether it's just a hey, this this is a great thing that happened, or man, I am really going through this. We want to join you. This is not just for us. We're not it's just not about us sitting here having a therapy session or anything like that. This is about, you know, obviously we're joining each other, but we want you to join us as well. So. Um, Please do that. Please do that. And again, you can find us at lunchtimeinrome.com. Um, and and we're post-Thanksgiving today. This is the first episode after Thanksgiving. We're on the stretch run to Christmas. Uh, it's a crazy time for a lot of people. Good time for a lot of people. Horrible time for a lot of people.
1: Favorite time of the year for some people. Love this
0: time of year, personally. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that don't. Ew. And so, um, But we are post-Thanksgiving. And we're going to talk a little bit about this Thanksgiving and what we did
1: and... Uh, Jay, do you want to take us I can sure there? start. 1st sure. sure. I'll start with Thanksgiving because yeah. that's what we're doing. And we hosted and that's our turn. You know, my family, I've got a bunch of brothers and sisters and we sort of take turns with holidays and we always host Thanksgiving. We talked about it last week where we take the living room to the dining room, the dining room into the living room. You'd be, uh, it's a good thing you didn't stop by. No dance party. I, th- I actually thought about it at one point. No I dance party. It. it ended up, it got a little striated and the people in the living room dining room normally the living room we're watching office bloopers oh, and then man. we watched the office bloopers on Thursday night too. say it's a Thanksgiving yeah. thing to or do Friday night. That might be in the tradition. I like that. And then in the dining room, living room, uh, I was in there with Tyler and Michael and those are my nephews who have both uh, recently ended very long-term relationships. And so, you know, we were just talking about the similarities and the things they're going through and you know, they, Especially Tyler You guys know Tyler Yeah He just gets real And it's so funny Because Rachel's right there (laughs) Yeah And Rachel's his aunt You know And I've never had Conversations like that With my aunt Yeah And so That was hilarious And then my brother-in-law Bob the general (laughs) Plus Who may listen to this At some point um, He always brings uh, I think it's like Bosky or whatever Which is basically Alka-Seltzer But it's an Italian (laughs) version Because he always talks About the bloat And that you get bloated At Thanksgiving And stuff like that And you just mix it With water Yeah so everybody's just going around to see who can burp the loudest and <laughs> nice. and doing it. The next thing you know, Bob's scooping it into his Pinot Grigio. And he's like, I mean, you know, why not? And, and so that was funny and, and a good time. Um, and Michael, my nephew, you guys know Mike P. Yeah, He, like you said, just broke up with his girlfriend a couple months, a month or two ago. And they cleaned out her stuff that she left behind. Mm. And my sister brought it to give away to whoever wanted it. And Michael didn't want to have any part of it. He's like, I'm done. Well, and, he, and he had made an effort to try to oh, get her times, to come over and... five times. And this is how much this girl shops Yeah, that there were boxes. Mary Lynn brought over. I mean boxes. Yeah. And Michael wanted nothing to do with it. So he goes downstairs and he's playing video games <laughs> with Matthew, his brother with Joe, you know, and whatnot. So I go downstairs at one point and it's our renovated basement, which nobody ever hangs out in. So I'm ecstatic people right. are down there. Yeah. And it's, you know, five or so guys, And Riley, which is Matthew's fiance. So just as a joke, I walk in and I said, hey, I said, who let the chicken and everybody laughed. And I said, don't get me wrong. She's more of a man than half of you. And Michael goes, good one, Uncle Jay. I know you mean me, but who else? (laughs) It was just so perfect. Like he's so comfortable in his own skin and the timing. Like I know you mean me, but who else are we making fun of? <laughs> but so it was a good time. No, no drama. Like we never have family drama. I mean, that's just the beauty of it. It's yeah, such a great. blessing. That's Tommy and Jan amazing. got there. They were visiting, you know, so we ended up with about 20 people, mm. only 15 or 16 for dinner. Mm-hmm. Good thing you have um, a huge house. Oh, I tell you, it's just great. <clears throat> well, the maid service, you know, they did a nice job, <laughs> but I did two turkeys. Like I said, yeah. I, uh, we did the the smoked turkey and the regular roasted turkey, the smoked turkey which I did in a flat fashion after having taken the vertebrae out and I dry brined it the day before with the barbecue rub. It's, it wasn't, which is here's, here comes a real bad word, bad word alert, moist. Ugh. We've talked about this before. The turkey was not moist. It was not moist. Mm-hmm. It was wet. Like as you cut into the Turkey breast, if I would have thrown it at you, it would have splashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the wettest, Juiciest And wait which one was this This is the spatchcocked yeah. turkey Yeah That was smoked And I mean I had to jam it into the smoker Because it barely <laughs> fit And I'm like oh it's fine So it's too little too wide Because it was smashed down Right And yeah. it's not a huge smoker You know But it's just the most comical thing And I mean the only thing I can think of Is one the dry brine really Did something to the moisture And two the fact that it's spatchcocked And it's flat It doesn't cook as long But I don't know man It was some Moist chicken. Moist. And by that, I mean, Turkey. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want. And then Saturday morning, we had the, uh, church decorating. Uh, we talked about how much you love uh, Christmas. Yeah. So we were decorating the church for yeah. Christmas. Right. And, uh, I remember when I remember,
0: I wasn't there. I didn't
1: do that. It was help. one of the least, it is always one of the least favorite things I do. I just don't decorate. It's yeah. not what I do, but yeah. I'm kind of the pastor. And my big thing is if you want to help help. Yeah. If you don't, don't don't come, and apparently a lot of people don't don't. <laughs> Here's who we had help. You ready? Yeah. Ready? Ron Hur shows up. My oh man. wow, my man Ron. Ron Hoover shows up with a cold. It says if you need me to leave because I'm sick, I was like, oh, buddy, <laughs> you're staying. Yeah. And Ralph Bush. Three dudes. Three dudes came and helped decorate the church. Wow! And then Rachel. Rachel was there with Bella in tow because she had to. Yeah. Um, And then Bernice showed up because we're like, I don't know where stuff goes. Bernice, she got up. She was coming to help set up anyhow for the congregational meeting on Sunday. We banged it out in two hours. It was not a real big deal. Yeah. Your dad found a reason to go to Home Depot and take about an hour, (laughs) fifteen of those minutes off. Yeah. But they did. (laughs) But I mean, if you think about it, he's no dummy. Who's helping? Decorated church for Christmas. You're thinking it's the little itty bitty senior ladies or well, the but figure it, it is you know. Bernice. Well or and, and Bernice like people. Yes. All the Bernice. But there it is. Ralph, Ron, and Ron. That's awesome. Just banging it out. And it's fine. You know, is it the greatest, most gorgeous church you've ever seen at Christmas yes, it time? It is. It is not.
2: Actually, you know what's nice is like the that big window from the street with the glow of the lights. That light. does look it's nice. That does look nice. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. That's good. Doing a little cooking, a little this, a little that. Well, one more thing I want to share, if I may. Yeah. I did a wedding two summers ago with two people who played volleyball for me. And neither one was a Christian. And a lot of pastors would not marry them. And, you know, would would not. I'm not saying that they went to a bunch. They came to me first. Because they're not Christians. But I was like, no, I'm going to do that. I've loved these people for a long time. If I die and I get to heaven and God says... Why would you do that? I'd say, because I was trying to love them and maintain the relationship. So a couple comes to that wedding and sees me and sees the wedding and says, wow, we want that guy to marry us. Mm. So they ask me and I go, sure. Mm -hmm. And I begin to meet with them. And in this process, they tell me that they've given up on God dot, dot, dot. For the most part, Mm -hmm. they've seen enough pain and enough anguish. They don't want to, you know. The only reason they're even giving God a shot, which you and I have talked, we've talked about, it's a ridiculous thing to say. It is like, a ridiculous thing. All right, God, I'm going to give you one more shot. He's like, oh, thanks. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh that's going to make his bad. And the point is, is because of their time spent with me in the pre-marriage teaching and that they, that I presented God to them in a way that they'd never experienced before. And so after the wedding, they began to attend the 9 a.m. service and they've now been there five weeks in a row. Wow. And this past Sunday, they brought the rest of their family. They brought, you know, his mom and dad and his best friend. And part of the sermon was about uh, forgiveness and that you got to forgive. You know, it's It's more than saying sorry. As much as anything else. More than saying, you got it? (laughs) Just friends. Separate (laughs) podcast. Nice. But. And he said, man, it was great for my buddy to hear that. He goes, because he's got a lot of people he's got to forgive. He goes, especially one in particular. Yeah. He goes, and it really moved him. He goes, and it was great for him to hear that. And it was just, as he said that, I thought, wow, I very easily could have told that couple two years ago. No, I really can't marry you. Well then, then I don't meet these two who have now come to church five weeks in a row. Oh, and he said, "Hey, I need like an hour of your time because I want to revisit this whole God thing." He goes, "I got a bunch of questions," and I, he goes, "I appreciate everything you're sharing every Sunday." He goes, "But I really need some clarity." Yeah, yeah. And I got some questions. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So from that, I meet them, and now they're coming to church. Which okay, that's great. But he's also engaged. Anybody can go to church, but he's engaged. He's got right. questions. He wants to know well, more. He brought people, and he, he brought, brought people, up. Yeah. and he brought somebody who's hurting and who's filled with anger. Mm-hmm. Can't do better. He's our can't do better for the week, <laughs> <laughs> and so and I'm again. I'm not going to say his name because I don't blow up his spot or yeah, anything yeah. like that. But it's just so funny how like it's just a simple act of love of well, hmm, let me see which way do I love them more? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to love them. All right, I'll do that. Yeah. And then bang, and then bang, and then boom.
0: Right. You just never know how how that investment of time and energy is going to to bear fruit down the line. Um, as you were talking, I, I had a I just had a thought like how loaded. A, a word or a sentence can be. And you were talking about your finished basement and like instantly the one time I ever met Trey, I met Trey one time <laughs> and it was at your house and like he took me down to see the basement. He took you
1: down. I didn't know you Either had
0: that he, much interaction. He did or you did, but I, we went down together to see that basement. It right. was like you had pillows everywhere. You had like climbing things like a jungle, like you built it into the walls mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. Like every time, I mean, I, and I've been through your basement several times since since sure. then. um But to me, your basement is that. Like that's the moment. That's it's to, all the pillows. We yeah. Call it, we call it the I balls I still think room. of it like that, even though I know it's like right. Right. with the rope swing, yeah. climbing wall. Yeah. It's, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny how something could be so seared in your mind. I was there one time for maybe like two minutes, but like that's completely seared in my life for Megs. Yeah, it should never. It'll never be anything else. Give me an hour. I'll take her. <laughs> well, dude, she is. Like, I will destroy
2: the crap out of your basement. Dude, she she is. Your amazing. basement's far too nice to do. I, that. Well, yeah, we're not doing it in that <laughs> room. We got to do it
0: somewhere else. Half the garage. <laughs>
2: yeah, half the garage. It'll be you my don't need, side. You don't need two cars in the garage. <laughs> so what's up with you? How was your week? Uh, week was good. We went, um, well, we stayed here for Thanksgiving, and it was just us and Amy's parents. Super low key. Amy cooked all day Mm -hmm. we did run into the issue of jay you had posted uh nobody has ever thought a uh oh a turkey in in the the fridge in the fridge which nope still true um Uh, oh oh, by
1: the way according (laughs) to a lot of the comments many people do it they just start in july (laughs) right yeah
2: i was gonna say because it's four pounds a day we we had yeah well in what setting which i used your line by the way every time somebody said that I what said, nobody likes a bragger. Yeah, nobody likes a bragger.
1: Yeah, what you're setting is your fridge on. Like my stuff gets colder in the fridge than in the freezer. I don't well, know. How.
2: And so, so we had it in there since Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, it, and um, it was still like solid in the middle. Mm-hmm. So we threw it in the microwave to like try. <laughs> no. To, yeah, we had to. We had to. We, like we we didn't have a choice. You had a choice. <laughs> you had a choice. Twelve hours before that. But we didn't know. I believe I said, I that. <laughs> but we didn't know time stamp that. Um, we didn't know um, that it was so frozen. Right. Well, how um, did you know?
1: Th- oh, because then you took the guts out and stuff like that. Right. So that's why you got a dry brine. Okay.
2: So, But then, you didn't. And that's not the point, And I'm not joining you. But Amy like <laughs> totally redeemed this turkey. Nice. I'm not going to lie. It was a little dry. <laughs> But not as, but it's not her fault. You know what I mean? Like, wow, oh, when you're microwaving the exactly, golly, it's, right? Exactly for how did it fit in the microwave? For the six, six pieces, it was a fifteen pound turkey. <laughs> he took an axe to it, <laughs> chopped it up, I mean, left the door open. It's a pretty deep microwave. Um, anyways, just, you're telling a story here. I'm trying to. All right. Well, <laughs> so I don't know how she did it, but she really did like save the quality of this turkey because, mm-hmm. like, it, and, and I told her I was like, it's a little dry, but. Turkey's a little dry. As we like, it's not it's, Christmas it's, vacation. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But as we cut into it more and more, like it, it, was better and better. And she like did this, this rub that was really, really good, and it tasted fantastic. Good. Um, plus, it's the one of the only times that I like to mix two foods together because mm. I am not that guy. Oh. I don't you like need, my food touching. It all ends up in the same spot. Eric. Yeah, but you need like on the, the way in. It's it's not the not. cafeteria
1: tray. Oh, yeah, um, plate. I yeah. would love
2: <laughs> adult versions of that for our flatware. Um, no, but um, I like to mix real cranberry okay dressing <laughs> with my turkey. I like that combo. I, I don't know what it is, but that's I made the one my of the own only things I mix together f- for the first time. I made my own, and, and Bella said,
1: Ah oh, it tastes like a candle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amy makes it, and it's so good. I really, really like it. Um, do you do like orange juice? Yeah. 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 And a cinnamon stick and a couple cloves and all the stuff. Amy does it. A lot of, but she cooked all day. I think I cleaned the kitchen four and a half times. I feel like, like we ran the dishwasher four times that day. Oh wow. It was just like, I I, I feel like I've cleaned this kitchen all day, all day. I've cleaned this kitchen, but that was my contribution. Your hands fall apart from washing your hands all day (laughs) from touching all the turkey and everything else. But it was good. Super low key. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy. It was just us and her parents, but, um, the other thing, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. This we had this discussion to uh, a church or a church at work about, um, are are we gonna are we gonna do Santa with with Mags, and um, I said yes. My there's another coworker where he's he's not gonna do it, um, and he's a, he's a believer because there's a lot of a lot of Christians don't right? right. You know they they feel convicted that like you know probably that you're lying to your kids or whatever, um why Santa's real (laughs) Santa's real um that's very true and not a lot of children listen to this right (laughs) Ethan does Hmm. so that's yeah we're doing we're doing Santa um good and uh, good for for Santa yeah (laughs) yeah um but we're not doing elf on the shelf Mm -hmm. oh no I can't do elf on the shelf one it's effort and I don't feel like putting that effort in and two I just feel like it's just weird and i can't do it it's so much fun we do it yeah i know you do i'm okay with not doing it good um but it was a good conversation at work it was it was interesting to have that conversation mm-hmm. you know and be open honest with with coworkers mm-hmm. that you know right um aren't believers and you know, have a you know it's very secular christmas kind of thing but um that being said it's a very secular christmas that's a great tv special <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, too far off i don't think <laughs> That being said... Um, Coming in 2020. We went to the aviary. Wait, before you do that, yeah, you said you wanted to talk to us about that. Oh, I just kind of wanted to bring it... it was, if you want to make a comment, it's fine, but... Um, do you know our story? I don't. Because we struggled great with how we're going to raise our kids that way. Right. You know, because the fear is,
1: okay, okay, by the way, spoiler alert, whatever. And I've kind of taken the lead from you guys. The, the, the one of the fears Christians have is, okay, hey, Santa's real... Easter bunny's Bunny. real. All that stuff's real. Jesus, and then Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden, no, Santa's not real. Easter bunny's not real. Tooth fairy's not real. Oh, but Jesus, no, he's real. Yeah, yeah. no, believe us, believe right, us, believe us on this one. Yeah, you know, because that one makes as much sense right. as the rest. Because for ten oh, right. years of your life, eleven years of your life, yeah, yeah, which uh-huh. even as a sixteen-year-old, put on the roof for the first time, <laughs> Joe went, "Why would I ever believe Santa went down here <laughs> 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 looking at the chimney?" <laughs> but all that being said. The beauty of the story is what we therefore decided to do, is we said that Santa delivered the presents from Jesus. We tied them in together and made it even worse. (laughs) That was our solution. (laughs) They
0: turned
2: out pretty well though, so
0: far. So So, aviary.
2: Far. So aviary. We went um, Steve Aviary, pitcher for the Braves. Steve Avery. Oh, sorry. All right. Um. Somebody gifted us a, a membership to the Aviary for the Year family membership, which is awesome. And um, we went this past weekend for the first time. And the thing that's great about a membership, and I love not having the pressure to pack everything in and seeing everything in one trip. Because, like, when Mags was starting to, like, you know. Crank out. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. We're done. Because you can come we'll back come anytime back. you want. Right? Right. Um, so we didn't in see a it. a parking pass. That's pretty key. That is awesome. Yeah. But we went. Knowing that they were doing Santa, um, pictures with Santa at the, uh, (laughs) at the aviary Mm -hmm. and um, the woman at the front desk checking us in said, be a good idea to get in line early. So Mm -hmm. we, we did. And we were there early, like half hour before Santa was supposed to show up. And there was already like six people in line. Um, And so we got in line. So we were going back and forth, back and forth. Um, Amy and I standing, waiting in line and then taking Mags to go look at something and then, you know, that whole whole thing. But it worked out great. And then it was awesome. We didn't realize this, but it was Santa plus a penguin. So we Mm. have this really great picture. Instead Uh, of an elf, a penguin. Right, there's a penguin, like a real penguin. Oh, a real penguin. Yeah. I'm thinking Pittsburgh. Ah, right. Oh, okay. And I think the penguin's name was Stanley. But anyway, um, (laughs) but it was i have this great picture of mag sitting on santa's lap pointing at the penguin and the penguin Aww, looking back at that's mag awesome. it's it's so cool it's I, it's awesome and the penguin's pointing at mag <laughs> <laughs> i got you um but it was it was great and the aviary was so cool they have mm-hmm. they have bald eagles there and like the, it's just it's a really cool place um and some of the exhibits are i mean you're just there and there's birds like right like one came really close, you know, flying by. Yeah. Um. So I'm anxious to go see everything. We didn't get a chance to see everything, but, um, and there's all kinds of stuff outside that we didn't get to see, Um. but she saw penguins and, and, and it was, it was, it was really, really cool. It was, it was very enjoyable.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's kind of stuff you forget about. Like it's, but you know, you lived here, you lived here all your life. I know. And like the, it just, I think, it just I think the drops la- right out of your brain. Well, you know? I think
2: the last time we, we I went there was like maybe elementary school. Like yeah. It's right. It's been like 25 years. Yeah. Never once. Never once. Yeah. And see, like, we've all, li-
0: we've all lived here our time. Or like, you think about all the museums we have around here. Like, I was, uh, Abby went to the um, Children's Museum today on a field trip from yeah. school. And I was I just got to thinking, like, I've been to the Andy Warhol Museum. And like, but then you never like, when, hey, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's go out to. Right. Uh, we whatever. got
1: a membership to the museums for a year. And did not use it. Wow. We yep. just didn't. And they're cool. Like we could get were, out and go. They're... We were they were like going for something, like a, I don't know what it was, but like we had to pay admission. Yeah. So it was only X amount more mm-hmm. if you got you know the right. membership. Um yeah, like when you said you don't have to pack it all into one day, I'm like, how much is there to do in an aviary?
2: I mean Apparently a lot. I mean, I mean there's a lot of stuff to look at and plus they'll they'll I mean I imagine they'll bring in different exhibits throughout the year to right. see, you yeah. know. And I think um, they do like a butterfly, like they'll bring
0: in butterflies and stuff. Like there's all different kinds of stuff yeah. that they do. Yeah.
2: But I mean like Mags isn't one to Read s- Sit. <laughs> <laughs> she does not She's not, not like gonna to, turn to uh, you and say, Father, <laughs> I appreciate the uh Notice the she's the not <laughs> well and she's not a cuddler. She is she's a busy baby, right. and she's just go 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 go. And whenever she's done with something, oh, she's, time to go 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 she's, go, go. She's, go, she's go, done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, very cool, very biblical and you? your yeses
1: Yes be yes, and your nose be no. Yes, very so, much. A so. lot of vagueness in there. That's what but I appreciate. What about Brian's oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. B.
0: Um, I love the fact that my sister did it. She's done it now twice, uh, two years in a row. Uh, she moved into a new house last year and like a week before Thanksgiving, she moved in and was like, I want to do Thanksgiving. That's ambitious. was crazy. Like she, she was under so much pressure. Well, she put a lot of stress on herself, but um, so she did it again this year and it was just great. It was like, we didn't have to prepare anything. Like we, you know, we did a dish but We didn't, it wasn't like it took like 20 minutes to do yeah, the, yeah. the green bean dish. Um, green bean casserole. And like, we enjoyed all the benefits of Thanksgiving without having to really do anything and we had we went over and had a great time but then it was also like and they're of,
2: not real far either which is nice
0: they're not too far they're about half an hour Half an hour yeah. um and it's almost like over the river and through the woods you know it's kind of yeah, cool yeah. yeah um so we did that you know and and um it was great and we were, we have to create chalupa when we're gone uh, the dog so it was kind of like and yeah, i think it's time to go and yeah, it was fine you know and we, it was great and uh so, we did that for Thanksgiving. The, the food was great. It was, uh, the two families get along well. My mom um, sent that in as a comment. We, and so, you know, I, I echo that. We just get along really, really well. Um, it was a really nice time. And then Friday night over at our friend Chris's house, Chris and Amy, uh, Davidson, we all got together and had a wine tasting. And to me, that was like, I think, the highlight of the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Lot Jay, fun. you were, uh, it was great to see you because you used to sell wine. You're kind of a wine connoisseur ish i always went by a wine guy wine guy and but you you know what to look for and you got eight different wines and when we were able or eight or ten eight. we were able to rate them um yeah. you ask things like what do you taste in this wine and what all favorites? of us all of us were like uh grapes, grapes we don't really don't know alcohol <laughs> 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 and you what you, you got crappy wines all the way up to um, pretty good pretty good wines. no excellent wines. no excellent wines
1: we're not 34 no f- was the most expensive bottle
0: So that, that was a highlight. Um, I really had a nice time doing that. Um, And it was just, it was a really nice weekend. We didn't do a ton. We didn't have to do a ton. It was just kind of four, four days of, of hunkering down. Um, And I I just, you know, that's kind of it. Big fan of the hunker. Yeah. I like the hunker. I do too. It's, you know, there's. In Western Pennsylvania, there's always kind of a smell of fire in the air, and you, it's we put up the Christmas decorations, so you get the glow coming into the house. And, oh man, I and forgot. It, yeah, the tree. We're getting. Oh ours. yeah, your tree. We're getting oh. ours this week, dude. We got a tree.
2: A real one. Oh, oh yeah. Did you? It's huge. Yeah, you it's actually, actually poking, poking on the. Se- it's it's poking <laughs> on the floor, dude. It's it's like half the width of the room downstairs. Wow, it's really wide. They it's, look a, they look a little
0: smaller out in the uh, in the open, don't it, they? It's, <laughs> it's enormous. We
2: we we got it at a place we've never been to before. It's the the I guess they've been there. Amy's parents were telling me they they got a tree there 40 years ago. Yeah, at mm. this lot, they've been and they're out of Lower burl oh, from okay. what I understand. But it's the out on 22. The um. In the parking lot of uh, Value City. Oh, okay. Out there, mm-hmm. Cross mm-hmm. from Cheesy. Chuck- really oh, cheese. yeah, right. Yeah. From really cheese. great. They were great guys. Yeah. They, you know, tied it to the roof and everything, and yeah. they were awesome. you got it up no problem. Yeah, uh, it was it was awesome. I put the stand on the uh, the tree while it was on the car. No. Oh, wow. Yep. And then uh, and it was and the lights and the decorations. <laughs> well, while it was still <laughs> while it was still like bundled. Yeah. You yep. know, and then. I, you know put it on my shoulder, brought it in the house like a man, and then I set it down, and it was like straight wow, nice. that's what I was gonna say. How does that I know I was like what kind of I figured I was gonna have to like adjust it, but I yeah. st- I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to adjust it. this is amazing.
1: see, we haven't done a real tree in years, and I mean the oh the angst, the anguish tighten this side, move it to this way, and oh gosh,
2: I feel like they've come a long way with tree stands that they're not I would assume too bad. so.
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I I need to be, I need to be comforted from all the pains of Christmas's past and the decorations and all that kind of fun stuff. Right. But fortunately I've got people to do that and I've got friends like you that I can go to, but what about the person who even maybe even specifically has been listening to this podcast and is like, Hey, that sounds great. I would love to heal from all my hurts. Yeah. But how, Right. Where do I possibly start? So you telling like, me is that, it like a switch that flips, or right? And like even the way you 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 phrased it was, how do we leave the past behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice and that's good in theory, but that's not even how you know you can't. Mm-hmm. That's what most people try to do is, well, you know what? That was before, and I'm just going to move on. Right. But it's how do we actually address and heal the past? Yeah. And how do we begin to do that? is the first question, mm-hmm. you know, is, is the question, how do you do that? Because if you've listened to our podcast now for a year, which still blows me away, yeah, 52 episodes before today is a full year mm-hmm. and uh, you know, okay, that's all good and that's knowledgeable and all that kind of stuff, but it's too much. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? And the first thing I think is you've just got to really be good at understanding what emotional needs are, because if you don't do that, so like
0: all of the things we talked about, especially in the first 10 to 15 episodes, right. where which I think we're going to revisit in the next couple of weeks, uh-huh. sort of review it. Be smart. yeah, You yep.
1: know, and with a little higher quality uh, audio now that we're very high tech. Yes. Um, but yeah, you've got to have, and, and I do that in the first time I sit down with anybody for pre-marriage teaching is their first assignment is use the emotional needs and incorporate that into your vocabulary. Because if you don't know what you're feeling. Right. And you've got no shot at healing from those feelings.
2: Yeah. Not being met. And we will be sooner than later. We will have a test for you to find out what your highest emotional needs are. But Jay, would you give a rundown quickly of what those emotional needs are? Sure. And it starts with, and I'll give a very brief description of each one, but it's acceptance.
1: Yeah. And that's being loved, even though you've screwed up. Yep. Uh, there is attention. That's pretty self-explanatory. There's affection, and that's both physical affection, that's touch, but also verbal, being told that you're loved. Yeah. Uh, there is approval slash blessing slash what I like to just call it as belonging,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that is, hey, I know that I matter because of my association with you. Mm-hmm. You're my friend. You know, Rachel is my wife. Joe is my son. Bella's my daughter. Regardless if they're the best or the worst at being that they're loved because they are that yeah. mm-hmm. and that's approval, blessing, belonging. There is comfort and that is, you know, helping somebody heal from a hurt, joining somebody in their emotions. This is what this podcast is centered on. There is, um, there is security and that is both physical and emotional security. There is acceptance, Oh, we already did acceptance. There is, uh, encouragement, which is verbal. Hey, I believe you can do this. Mm-hmm. And then there is support which is, hey, let me help you do this. Mm-hmm. And respect. We talk, we and respect say, mm-hmm. is also one. Um, I think that's the bulk of the 10. Mm-hmm. I think I hit them all. We hit them all. So the point is, if you feel bad, if somebody hurts your feelings, quote unquote, what feeling, what right. emotion did they, you know? And, it's uh, one and of those 10. And to revisit it, a hurt is an emotional need that is not met or taken from you. Okay, well, which one was it? What was it? If you, if you can't be, if you don't know that it's going to be hard to heal from it because all you know is somebody hurt you. Okay. Well, that's bad. Right. But how did they hurt you? Right. And how can we join you and how can we fix it? So the first thing is to understand what emotional needs are really incorporate into your vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had somebody say to me, you know, that, that they're, it has continued to ruin uh, a lot of their life being good at this now. That they oh, were, yeah. they were at a party. i said that they were at a party over Thanksgiving, and it was high school friends. And this one high school friend just has a really tough situation with their son. It's just it breaks your heart into a thousand pieces. Yeah, and somebody at the party was like, "Wasn't that condition hereditary? Did they get it from you or from your wife?" <laughs> oh. You know, and like the Another eyes just blow out of their heads, you know, and, and, right. and, and this person is saying to me like, Jay, there was nothing. I was catatonic. I was just like, it's the worst of all things. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you can't unsee it. You know, once, once you see this stuff, once you, you just can't, yep. it's everywhere. Right. So, but you got to know it. Yeah. And so that's step number one. Step number two is you got to understand, again, this is how do you heal? Mm-hmm. How do you begin to heal? Mm-hmm. You got to understand yourself. And that's, so I got to know what the emotional needs are and how they apply to me. Yep. And what my needs are, where my hurts lie. And then that is your story. Mm -hmm. You've got to come to grips with your story and your hurts. And that goes all the way back. All the way back. You can't say, Oh, it didn't matter. I was a kid. Mm. It matters because you were a kid Mm -hmm. and that, you know, your supple heart was damaged and has a lesser capacity to this day for lack of a better analogy because of it. Yeah. Right. Because if you had a, if you had, sorry, a huge problem, literally with your heart and three valves got blown up when you were three. Yeah. First of all, you wouldn't be alive today, but you would not say, well, that's when I was three. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: Because when we're hurt, whether it's physically or spiritually, emotional, whatever it is, our tendency, our, our natural instinct is to, you develop the scars, you, you know, your body, your body tries to heal, but you're a little bit different. You're a little bit altered. However, you're wounded. You, you have to you. You're going to heal. You're going to. But you're going to have scars if it's not healed properly. And with emotional heal, you know, with, the, with this whole emotional responding and everything, people just don't. Number one, they don't know about it. So number two, they don't consider it. So number three, they never really heal emotionally, you know, whereas you get a scratch on your arm, you, you, you heal that you have something happen in your body. You go to a doctor, they're going to heal you our emotions are just like, it's like the wild West. Nobody knows what to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and that happens right from birth. Like you said, it's so many times right from birth, your whole trajectory is altered by a word that somebody speaks over you. You know, your, your dad or your mom says something that just crushes you. And so your whole life kind of goes this other direction in response to that because you're trying to defend yourself from having that happen again.
1: It's just, it's so deep. So, um, So from there, okay, great. And I would say as a, not a warning, but almost a comfort. You sit there and you say, well, I can't, I can't go there again. You know, I, I can't, I can't reopen those wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say open them as much as you're comfortable opening them that certainly you're not going to go into the worst trauma of your life. You're not going to go from zero to a hundred, you know, but if you can go from zero to 10, Mm -hmm. You know, and and revisit, you know, maybe my dad wasn't the best dad ever. This is me just saying that in general, but also specifically to me. You know, maybe my friends didn't treat me the best. Okay, you're not going into the biggest of the details. You're dipping your toe in the water. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're, you're allowing for it to be. And you can stop the excuses. Mm -hmm. You know, when we have wounds from family members, very often we want to defend. And we want to say oh, it's okay, they did the best they could, they didn't mean it, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Your parent, by mistake, left the bathtub on and you were face down, like, you're not gonna excuse it, you're gonna drown. You right. know, It's like, it doesn't matter, you were hurt. Right. If somebody, by mistake, dropped a knife on your foot, you don't say, well, it doesn't matter, the wound is still there, it needs to be healed. Yeah. Right. So we, we wanna get rid of all those excuses and just begin, you know, comfort is joining somebody in their emotions. If you actually have somebody who's trying to comfort you, they can't be ready to go to a hundred. Yeah. If you're still at two, right, they've got to find you at two. And that's where we get to, okay, who are these other people? Cause a lot of people that listen to this podcast will comment to us and say, there's nobody in our world like this Yeah, there's nobody who gets this. And that's why we're doing this podcast so that there's more of us out there mm-hmm. who are ready to comfort somebody. And so if you have a good understanding of your story and your hurts and you feel comfortable that now's the time I want to begin to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, number one is you've got to begin to tell your story and to begin to tell your hurts to someone that can comfort you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, again, assuming there is someone like that. Right. Um. Again, within the realm of your comfort. But again, just beyond your comfort. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is if you can sit here and say, yeah, you know, things were this things were that you're not engaging your heart. You have to refeel the pain. You don't have to feel all the pain. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to a hundred. Like again, but you can't just stay at zero and go. Yeah, I had a terrible childhood, but whatever. There's no healing going to happen there. Right. No, you have to
2: identify with what that emotional need is impacting. You have to feel it again. Right. You have to feel it again. And again, that's a really good point. Using because like, you can say like, "Oh, that hurt." Yeah. Right. But how, you have to identify that hurt right. and what. But it I was specifically never appreciated. Why. Yeah. And I just wanted to hear them say, "I'm so proud of you," and they never. You know, whatever it is. Right. Um, Because like I want to say like because your response to that will be different depending on what that need is. Because it could be like, well, that person, maybe they weren't told that they were loved enough when they needed more affection. They needed more affection. Well, that could be two things. That could be say, well, I love you. You know, or maybe they just need a, a nice big bear hug or something like that. You know, or whatever. That, that that's a better way of comforting that person, knowing that specific hurt and how you know what their what that what that really what that issue really is. <clears throat>
1: I think that's good for now to meet the need now. Right. But that isn't necessarily going to comfort the pain. Like my point is, so you say. You know, I just wanted my mom or dad or my grand my, my grandparents raised me is, is right. what, yeah, yeah, sa- yeah. what Frank is saying. You know what, and, my, and I just, I just wished I could have had a hug from my grandparents. Right. You hugging them now isn't—it's going to be okay for now, right? Right, right. But you've got to say, you know what, I can't imagine staring at your grandfather or staring at your grandmother, and as they walk past you, thinking, I just want a hug. Yeah, yeah. and how cold it felt every time they mm-hmm. walked past you, mm-hmm. and how you would see them hug the other siblings or whatever else. And you were like, why not me? Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, yes, you get that. Right. So you still have to go back. Yeah. You still have to go back. You still yeah, have yeah. to go back. But again, it's got to be need specific and hurt specific. But that's assuming you've got somebody. Mm hmm. And you do want to be careful because if you're like, okay, I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to, I'm going to go back and I'm going to list all the ways my, you know, I was hurt and my worst hurts and my worst whatevers. And then you go try to share that with somebody and they're like, Hey, well, you know, we all got problems. Hmm. What you've done is brought back all your lifetime hurts to the top. Mm -hmm. And now there's nothing you can do with them. Mm -hmm. And so you've revisited all these hurts and you're hurting again and there's no comfort. So you want to make sure there's somebody around you who can comfort you. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm a big fan of going to good counseling. I'm very much against going to bad counseling. Yeah. And so what you want to do Makes is sense. find <laughs> are you. Are you pro or or <laughs> against
0: <laughs> bad counseling? they shattering. I'm against bad counseling. Well, I'm going to say go to good counseling.
1: And so what you can look for. How do you, for, you know? Uh, yeah. I have no idea. I, I mean, word of mouth is uh-huh. you find somebody. But you want to find somebody and you can find groups, which is shared experience therapy. And that's what this is, is shared experience. Like we're going to, I'm going to share with that's you. That's a my, thing. That's what that's you like. If
0: you were going to go to Google and type. You would hopefully find somebody who's experience shared experience. shared experience
1: therapy, therapy. groups hmm. um, or EFT, which is emotionally focused therapy. Hmm. You don't want to necessarily, if you're going to try to do this mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral CBT is not this. So, shared experience in emotionally focused therapy groups, you know, and so that can be like, okay, so uh, children of alcoholics or survivors of abuse. You know, there's groups like that where you can realize, oh, I'm not the only one. Oh, you experienced this Mm -hmm. too? Oh, and so every year at Christmas, your heart goes through, you know, into your throat. Yes. Oh, gosh. So you can share that experience and tell your story in those groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, You find good ones. Hopefully, you know, you can find one in your area. Or there are organizations like for us with Losing Trey, uh, you know, we got to go to uh, a caring place, which is run by Highmark. And that's sort of a shared experience. Mm -hmm. The kids got to be in groups with other people who, you know, have experienced loss. So, the other thing is, hey, just send it to us. You know, I will do a whole episode on your story if you want your story to be told. Yeah, we will comfort the crap out of you, uh, on and we'll name podcast. names or we'll
0: keep it anonymous depending on how you.
1: we'll, we'll want even it. give it other people's names. We don't whatever you <laughs> want. Yeah. Um, but but if we're a last resort and if that's just going to help just a little bit, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that. And this is a macro. That's all the micro. Okay. What can I do right now? Mm-hmm. Those are all, you can do all those things right now. The other thing is to be that person that you're looking for, you know, begin to be the comfort that you seek. Yeah. start practicing comforting other people. Yeah.
0: And again, even if you're terrible at it, even if you're you awkward. Yeah. Cause it you, is awkward. It's, and it's, I
1: still do it when I'm in the middle of comforting somebody and I'm like, yeah, that's not very good. <laughs> or, Someone will be like, you know, I was just, uh, you know, like that story, Frank, whose grandparents wouldn't hug him. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, I'll just pay you. I can just feel how mad you were. And they're like, no, wasn't mad. You yeah. know, like, I can just imagine that you were sad. And they're like, no. And I'm yeah. like, just feel like you were numb. And they're like, no, and I'm like, I, I don't know what you yeah. are. I can't join you. I'm I sorry. I got nothing. I'm, trying, I'm sorry. But... The parents did the best they could. How about that? You yeah. like that? Okay, good. Maybe you didn't deserve it. But, um, but you want to start to practice and mm-hmm. become that comfort to somebody else. And in that realize that's a long term goal mm-hmm. and it ain't going to happen. Right. Overnight. That's the rest of your life. Because what of will happen is you do it and someone's like, you know, it, you know, after a while, somebody might say, how come you understand me? And you're like, well, and so then you can say, well, I've been really trying to learn how to comfort. And mm-hmm. you might be able to have them say, oh, well, I'd like to learn how to do that. But again, that's that's a long term thing and can be real frustrating. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. that's that's kind of how you start. Yeah,
2: that's how you begin. And you'll be bad, but then eventually you'll You'll do better. better. You'll do better. Yeah, you will. Um, So this portion of the show is we do uh, do betters. Um, We talk about people that, man, you're hurting and you reached a low point in your life and we will now judge you. <laughs> we will not we will now judge you as No. Yes, yeah, like for instance we've had people flinging cans of soup at people. Yes, it's it's like you're you're at you a point it? of your life where like where you're probably going to look in hindsight this is pretty low. Dude, we could have done a year in review if we really had some homework. <laughs> well, we're not done with the year yet. That is true. We, could, we have the
1: calendar year still. We
0: had our whole run for a couple episodes there where we, who's who's going to stuff what down their pants this week? <laughs> down my <our> pants?
1: <laughs> Who did we offend? Who did we offend? <laughs> the woman that stabbed a guy for uh, saying that her toot smelled. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, That's a hurt person. So a lot of our stories come out of, get ready for this. What? Florida. Crazy. So Jacksonville driver charged with DWI. Accused of throwing urine soaked socks at (laughs) officers. So, this, I mean, I thought this was a can't do (laughs) better. Dude, this is my man right here. Uh, Come on. Um, So, a Jacksonville man has been accused of throwing urine soaked socks at police officers after being arrested on a charge (laughs) of driving while intoxicated. So,
0: (laughs) can I say something real quick? Yeah, do it. I was in Sheets, which is one of our local gas stations. Yes tonight when you sent that to me and like as i'm opening the the link as i'm walking into sheets there was a cop there and i almost went over to him and i said have you ever had anybody do
2: this to you <laughs> i didn't that would have been great though we'll i, I should have but i didn't <laughs> it would be I've been sad and funny yes yes twice today gosh you were the one the <laughs> so tran khan 39 tran khan 39 urinated on himself at some point during a traffic stop. I love the, how they phrase that <laughs>
0: urinated on
2: himself at some point so during me, a traffic at some stop. Point, <laughs> so at some point it had to have happened. It was not time stamped. In North Little Rock on Tuesday, according to an arrest report, deputies arrested him on charges of careless driving and driving while intoxicated, according to police. So he's from Arkansas, but this happened in Florida. Uh, yes. After being taken to Pulaski County Jail. Hey, Pulaski. Khan reportedly threw his urine-soaked socks at an intake officer. So this is after he's been, like, arrested and being taken, taken yeah, in. Yeah, this is the intake. He's, this is the jail he's, guy. He's been walking around in This is own. the jail guy who's <laughs> like,
1: you know, I'm <laughs> going to work inside where it's not so disgusting and
2: dangerous. <laughs> it's crazy out there. He was additionally charged with a third-degree assault and misdemeanor. For throwing his urine-filled sock. Yep, I've. I mean, I mean, that Girl. is really icky. In your own piss. Icky. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. They said, "Excuse me,
1: sir, that was icky. That was icky." <laughs> um, I've I've seen a lot of live PD, and I'm pretty sure in a lot of places that's a felony because anything with the body fluid. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah
0: and don't. I mean, you're throwing it at uh, an officer, or you don't do that. Don't hit the <laughs> cop. That's what my friend, my my godfather, Paul right. Peachy said. Don't hit the cop. I'll Don't come and get you. No questions asked. If you go to a party, blah, blah. Don't hit the cop. Don't hit the cop. Good advice. It's really I was, good advice. I was hanging
1: out on a Saturday night at Rachel's 25th High School reunion with a uh, police detective and the wife of a police officer. And I said, You know, I watch a lot of live PD. I have never been asked to get out of the car. I said, it seems like everyone gets asked. I never get asked. I'm fine. I'm fine staying in the car. It's amazing. It's probably not a bad thing if the cop
0: doesn't ask you to get out of the car. Right. It's been three
1: years since I've even been pulled over. Great. So, you know what's happening as soon as I leave here? (laughs) We all get it. That's why I have not talked about the last time for me because
0: it's been a while. There we go. (laughs) Um, You good on that one? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, So, mine um, could be considered controversial. I don't know. Um, But whatever. It's uh, Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. How dare you? That girl. Yes, like this her heart. 14-year-old girl that stood in front of the uh, U.N. council. Wagged her finger. Yes, because we listen to children nowadays, and we make policies. Anyways, children are our uh, future. A British yacht skipper, 26, wiped out the carbon emissions saved by Greta Thunberg's sail Thunberg. across the Atlantic by flying out to the U.S. to help her. A British yacht skipper's flight to, to the U.S. to help Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Sail to Portugal has produced the same amount of carbon emissions the voyage hoped to save. So the whole point of the story is this girl. Do better at saving Wants the to. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. It's kind of just as a wash. Yeah. I'm all about. Clean energy and and we should be yeah I'm we all about it I'm a conservationist yeah right I recycle right we need, we need
0: to do all of that
2: and, and honestly like I would love to find more efficient ways of of powering things I'm on and, board and the
0: Tesla I, once it gets into about the dude I would love, twenty thousand
1: dollar range maybe I don't I care I love the Cybertruck I would totally get I mean, the Cybertruck that failed its uh, launch.
2: It didn't it's, fail the one Yeah, it, no, it, was, it failed the demonstration. Well, it didn't fail the demonstration. It's oh just boy. the ballistic glass did it broke. Yeah, and but <laughs> somebody sneezed on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> somebody sneezed on the glass no. twice. Anyway, well, let's try a different. No, that let's was try the a different. Wendy's salad bar.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, <laughs> See, uh, it's funny, Brian, that you bring this story up. I thought you were bringing up the Greta Thunberg, Thunberg. story of how they painted a mural of her with spray paint in San Francisco, <laughs> in San Francisco. It's a and lot it was of something like paint. seventy-five aerosol cans. <laughs> They use yeah. that's the hypocritical story the I thought you were going with. Well, you're going with a different hypocritical, just a story. different hypocritical story. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. It's just do better. Just funny. Do to better. Me. Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes people need to leave nature alone. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> headline: Russia, polar bear in Russian spray painted. Excuse me, polar bear in Russia spray painted with graffiti. Video footage of a polar bear in Russia walking across a snowy area with black letters spray painted on its body is disturbing, but should not pose a health hazard to the animals. Officials said okay. the phrase T-34, which was the name of an old Soviet Union tank, was posted December 1st on Facebook by Sergey Kavry, who is a member of World Wildlife Fund. Interesting note. That's the organization that bullied the World Wrestling Federation into mm-hmm. changing their name to the World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Supported polar bear patrol group in the eastern Russian village of Chicocha, NBC News reported. Uh, So, you know what? Maybe don't be tagging polar bears. So do better. Don't be defacing nature. First of all, I think it might be a Russian gang, the T-34 gang, (laughs) and they're just tagging. They don't care. They're just tagging everybody. Guys, guys, guys. I got an idea.
0: Listen, let's get a
1: polar bear and tag it. (laughs) It's awesome. And which, they made they made the worldwide news. Which therefore. This isn't do better. Don't be tagging. Because everybody's worried now that the polar yeah, bear is going to try to sneak up on somebody and the guys gonna be like, I saw at T34, so you know, the polar bear is gonna starve. Right. So the yeah, prey, do better. Pr- he will find prey. He will find prey. But uh do better, but you know, to a degree, they can't do better. They can't do better. If you can tag a polar bear, legibly with both letters and numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can do better as a uh, tagist.
0: Well, at the end of the article says Not
1: in Tagistan, by the way.
2: In
0: Tagistan?
1: Yeah. It's where they tag things. Sounds like a Russian place.
0: It does. There's a lot of those stands that you yeah. don't even know Tagistan. about. <laughs> Tagistan? Yeah. I don't think that's real. Um, but at the end of that article, to the, to the continuing do better part of that story, they say that somebody would have had to sedate the bear. Must have had to sedate the bear. They don't
1: know. They don't know that. They don't know that. Maybe that's how they would tag a bear.
0: I'd be like, bear, what's up? I think either way, (laughs) if you decide you're going to tag a bear and you don't sedate it and do it, or you do sedate it and do it, either way, you still altered a polar bear, which is pretty awesome. Must have keep... Not that I would tag a bear. Right, right,
2: right, right. Right. um, Gotta keep them sedated. Gotta keep them sedated. (laughs) And... As we do. I want to be sedated. We love to end the show with a can't do better. I can't do better. We love to live. A, definite, to a I definite have, definitely A To I bring balance better. to the Mine force. was a maybe can't yeah. do better. Right. 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 Um, right. But this is awesome. NFL cornerback clears over 27000 in school's cafeteria debt. So San Francisco 49ers Richard Sherman is making his mark of the football field by paying off thousands of dollars in school lunch debt for public school students. And we'll post this, as always, on our show notes, and you can read the article. But he just, 27000 cleared the debt, and the article ends with, and since 2013, Sherman has raised $1.5 million in helping more than 70,000 people in carrying out their mission of providing students in low-income communities with school supplies and clothing so they can be more adequate, more adequately achieve their goals, wrote Brandon Parker's NFLPA's communications manager. That's and awesome. And he
1: is a very brash,
2: yeah, outspoken,
1: trash-talking competitor. Yeah. yeah. So it's neat to see that other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting to see how private citizens on their own accord can contribute to the public Greater good. Can't do better. Can't, can't do, do better. better than that. Yeah. We'll leave it right there. With that, we are go. Did you have one more thing? Eric? No. Oh, was. you just that was your- the cue. Put your finger up in the air. It like was the silent cue. Something. Okay. Wrap it up. With that, we are going to wrap this up. This has been episode fifty-three of Lunchtime in Rome. We are so thankful and grateful that you've decided to join us. There's a lot of other things that you could be doing, and you have chosen to join us. And you guys um, can't do better. You guys cannot do better. So. Um with that we will be saying adios. Bye. <laughs>